This week on Media Delta, our first look at Season 1 of Mega Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we're talking about a somewhat big in this week. Well, actually we were taking our first look at what is kind of a big in because this is probably one of the more famous uh, cartoons that has been based on a uh, video game property. Um, we are talking about the 1994 Mega Man cartoon. Uh, the one, the super fighting robot one. Um, that, depending upon what region you're in, has a different intro. I'm looking at you, Germany. Which I, Germany. I, I, I still, I still feel that I like the... It, go figure, that I like the US one. The one that I grew up with when I was a child. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we are taking a look specifically at season one. Uh, this did get two seasons. Uh, the second season is actually, uh, looking at it, uh, they're both about 13 episodes each. So this didn't run that terribly long, but, uh, we are just specifically looking at the first season, uh, in this, uh, two part, this first part of a two part series of us taking a look at this show. I was not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. Hey, I'm Axe, and I'm Roll's Super Suck Machine. Bass, why must we fight? We are not enemies. It's me, Donut. I'm in commentary. Uh, it's Coolio here. I'm Torpotypus, and I'm here for robot sexism. Yeah! Yeah. Um... So specifically, we are talking about, uh, since this is the first half of a 13-episode uh, 13 se uh, season, uh, we are taking a look at episodes one through seven, uh, if you are want to you know, keep track at home. So um, we're just going to, we don't have really any specific questions, which we haven't really had any specific questions lately. How long are you pointing that out? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's part of you know doing the 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 motions but uh the only question is why you even bother yeah <laughs> anyway um let's just go around and discuss what we thought about these seven episodes that we watched uh so x uh what are your thoughts and if there's anything in particular do you want to bring up um so honestly i actually liked it uh i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of the mega man series i've mentioned this a few times on retro rack rhapsody uh, except for the, uh, the Battle ne Battle Network series, I like those a lot. But um, I enjoyed the cartoon. Uh, I thought it was well animated. I thought it was well voice acted. Um, and for the most part, I mean, each episode was sort of its own contained thing. There wasn't really an overarching plot to be had. Um, but it still ha still held up pretty well uh, compared to, say, you know, stuff like The Legend of Zelda or so any of the Sonic the Hedgehogs. Uh, especially Legend of Zelda. Um, I thought it was, it was nice to actually watch a game cartoon where the protagonist is like an idiot and is actually competent and you kind of want to root for them. Again, also, looking at you. than any of those two. Yeah, yeah, it stays a lot closer to the, to the source material than the other ones looking at you, Legend of Zelda. Um... I guess if I were to bring up anything, it would be what Torpid brought up. I was I'm kind of glad because I was hoping I wasn't the only one who noticed. Yeah, oh, this, this, this show is kind of sexist. No, my um, God, it's sexist as shit. Doctor yeah. Light, Doctor Light's a sexist asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
That was Mega Man to a period or to a to an extent. Oh yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, it's. I want to say like because I remember like reading a story about how this series came about. Uh, this actually was originally meant to be. Um, if I get, there's been a, a few things that have come to light like since I probably last was, or read the story. So th- this actually. Don't take me on this 100%, but I believe the general gist of this was that there was supposed to be a show for Japan that was, mm-hmm. um, there's actually a pilot uh, thing you can find on YouTube mm-hmm. that's, uh, it's very close, like if you remember um, Mega Man Upon a Star and how that was actually using, like that was incredibly close to source material, like using mm-hmm. models that will like the box arts would use. Actually, I'm um, glad you mentioned that. Lulu, because um, bits of that promo and shit are still used in the introduction and the whole, um, I don't know the word for it right now, the theme song bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the theme song, like the, the little title thing, uh, is notably web- better animated than the actual show, which not to say that uh, this is a Ruby Spears production. It actually holds up like much better, better than, say, Hanna-Barbera stuff, um, but the original... Like- their la- second to last production yeah um and the original idea of was it i think it came out like two years before this uh there's actually a thing where the one of the animators was talking about on twitter um that it was originally meant for japan like there was a series that was meant to be like closer to the games and then that just didn't pan out um, so it ended up becoming something that was mostly for American audiences. Uh, and they actually, like, as brought up, they're pretty much on model, like, I would say 90% of the time. Mega Man looks a lot, quote-unquote, deranged. Older. Yeah, he looks not like, I mean, when you say deranged Mega Man, we have the entirety of the U.S. box arts to talk about. Okay, but, but those are incredible. That that's they look that looks ridiculous. This Mega Man just looks it, like he's about to fucking kill a man. He yeah. looks like a whole man. They took the man part of Mega too seriously. Yeah, he looks like a teenager, not like a child. Um But Rush looks like Rush and Roll has probably taken the most um drastic yeah. change. Uh they essentially did to her what they did to Zelda in the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Which is make her more of a like older teen and kind of a uh, helper. Well, I mean, she's still a helper robot, but they changed her like personality to be a little bit more actually not actually competent in a way. She's like competent. It, it's just all the sexism. All the sexism gets in the way. It's. It's I funny wanted... because like she fights, she fights really hard to be on the battlefield. Like she she wanted to be a battle robot very clearly. And while Mega Man and Light keep telling her no, she still ends up going on the battlefield and proving herself to be a capable fighter. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, not just that, not just a capable fighter, but she can invent things that apparently Doctor Light doesn't think to use right? at all. Like... Even though they would have been very useful, like the the seismic detector, the earthquake detector that she made. Mm-hmm. And then fucking at one point, Doctor Light's like, "Hmm, we need a we need a proper sensor for this." And it's just like, there she is. There's Roll in her really ugly tracksuit. 
Right. My headcanon is just like Roll really is just super upset at Dr. Light all the time. And at the end of every episode, Jesus calls up Dr. Wiley like, listen, this is the shit Dr. Light's going to do tomorrow. So like if you just roll through at like 3 p.m., I'm just going to unlock the door for you. Come in, fuck shit up. I don't care. That's what I would do. Fuck some Dr. Light. To be fair, at the end of like a good chunk of the episode, she ends up mind controlling something. And it's very weird. Every Yeah, it is weird, but I kind of. I'm not going to condone it, but I can see how she would use it to get out of her frustration of living with that man. She even mentions in the, I think the first episode, uh, how all men are the same, like just mm-hmm. out- outright says it. So like all robots, all robot men do is lie. The, the hot chip. Mm-hmm. The, the writers kind of are like addressing the fact that yeah, we're being sexist, but we're still going to keep doing it. Yeah, well, it's the weird fucking... thing is. Is, okay, so it's also weird too because you need to remember that Doctor Light made her, and she is constantly getting pissed at him and going against his wishes, and also is more technically competent than fucking Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to say I can't remember what exactly the thing is, but it's something that re- I recall thinking about Sonic Saturn. I believe in certain. I don't know who would be the governing body behind this but i believe that there is a if i remember correctly again this is a thing don't take me 100 percent on i believe that for media aimed at children uh there was a really weird set of um best practices and guidelines that had some really not great things in it uh, mm-hmm. the the case that i always think of uh that i just remember because this is a recorded thing um the dungeons and dragons cartoon um which i can't remember when that actually came out was that a 90s thing or is that a 80s thing i feel like it was late 80s um but yeah the there is there was a directive that said when you were writing an episode write it so that the complaint the person who complained about the group's general idea is always wrong uh, so basically, if you are going against your general group, you're wrong. Uh, which is a interesting lesson to tell. Uh, also incredibly bad. Um, so once but, again, very weird because she is shown to be very technically competent. She makes her own gear, but the she thing fights is, solidly, even though she kind of gets her shit wrecked sometimes. The thing because... is, is that there is a. I want to say there was a directive like that. Because the thing with Sally in Sad Am oh, yes, was it's that the girl character who's got to be super competent. The girl's mm. character has to be super competent and show that she can do things. So I believe that might have been a directive because of that. But I'm not 100% certain, but I remember hearing something about that. So that might explain why that's there. Still doesn't make it any less, any better, but that's at least an explanation. But it's, it's also, <laughs> when you think about it plot-wise, like, it makes no sense, like, Dr. Light only only makes Mega Man into a, a, a fighting robot, but he's also got this other robot who's extremely smart. <coughs> Sorry. Extremely smart and perfectly capable. She could also make a, a perfectly good uh, fighting robot. She's more of the tactician, though, but, like, reconfigure her for the purpose. No, no, she's she's a female. She's just there for cleaning. It's like, come the fuck on. Yeah, it's the we are going to promote the idea that women can be competent, but not too competent. It's a product of the 90s. What do you want? 
like yeah. the nineties. This is why yeah. I watched Sailor Moon. Yeah, those uh those those cousins are real good. Listen, they were not out yet. This was the this was the early nineties in America. We hadn't even Sailor Moon S was a feat was a dream. All right. We we didn't even know. These cousins who may or may not make the kiss on their downtime. All we knew is that Zoicite may or may not be a lady somewhere and okay. may or may not be a man, a man in certain countries. That was all, strange. All I'm gonna say to that, Lolo, is Alabama exists. I, I forgot what that's a reference. That's a little <laughs> fucked up. Oh, right, right, right. God. I love how long it took you to put two and two together. Yeah, for some reason, because the thing was asking, it's like, was there a show that reference uh, Alabama? No, just Alabama sucks. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Well, oh, gonna... alienated all of our listeners in Alabama. I'm sorry. God, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for my section of people who also get that horse shit in okay, West Virginia yes. and Kentucky. Yes, Jeez. there are there are some very loud people in Alabama that suck. I will say that yeah. there are plenty of fine people that live in Alabama. There are also some plenty not not nice people. Fucking always south. Yeah, I hate the whole place, north and south. How about that? Raise but yeah, right. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I did enjoy the cartoon. Um, and and to be honest, it, it's a little fast paced at times. Like I think it goes a little bit too quick. For its own good, but it's still it's still watchable. It's still enjoyable. I'm gonna, right. gonna take a drink of water. All right, done it. All right. Well, after that comment, I'm just going to go into plot for a moment. <clears throat> so let's see. So let's start with what actually happened in these episodes. So basically, it's giving us a setup. First, it goes with the origins of just you know who's Rock, whose role, what Doctor Light is doing. But most importantly, we really get to see why Dr. Wily hates Dr. Light, which they really don't go into until like Mega Man 11 in the games. But it's pretty yeah, much the same also, setup here. Wily was fucking justified in 11. He was very justified in 11. I mean, he was, he was a little justified here. Vindicated. He's justified, he's vindicated, but his actions are just reprehensible. He just goes about it in a terrible, terrible way. Just but basically, absolute shit. <laughs> but basically, what happens is so Doctor Wiley's like, "Hey, our robots are going crazy because like there's something fucked up in the CPU. So like, let me take a look at that." And Doctor Light's like, "No, no, I'm just gonna blame it on you. And how about we just let the robots have? Let's just let them think for themselves. Let's let them lie, think. Fuck those rules." Let's and Doctor Wiley for funsies for funsies, and Doctor Wiley's like, "That's kind of shitty. We could just like." get these other construction robots like good to go give them just overclock them and he's like no 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 so anyways dr wiley leaves he goes crazy and then dr light also in his craziness decides to give rope make mega man and take out all rules so mega man could lie he could kill people if he wanted they don't really touch on that a lot but yeah mega man could do some real fucked up shit yeah actually really quick so first off you forgot that dr wiley stole a child well i was getting there i was getting how does that work (laughs) i was getting there yeah it's really strange because proto man is like a a child like a legit child when we first see him it's weird he's like a little buff baby but yeah so dr wiley steals him and i guess remakes him to be older and then um that's that's pretty much where we start and yeah, yeah so, so so the thing is, I I guess maybe it just works on Ghost in the Shell rules. Maybe 
But I guess um, to go into my feelings about it, there are a few certain points in various episodes. Um, I'm ambivalent about the show. I've got a lot of nostalgia with the show. Like I was watching this shit when I was like two, three, four years old, waiting on like my brother to come home to from like elementary school. So I've got a lot of good memories with the show. But the pacing is strange. The characters are strange, and a lot of the dialogue just doesn't age well. I'd probably not. I don't know, I kind of wanted to put it in the same, like, area with Zelda, where I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, this is sexist as shit sometimes. And then, not only that, with Roll, who, I always loved Roll as a character. When I was a kid and I watched the show, I remember being like, Roll's super competent. Why aren't we following her more? Why isn't she getting a cool buster arm? And then I went and played, like, Marvel vs. Capcom, and Roll is a whole fighting game character, so, you know, blew my mind. Blew my mind. Hard switch to Sailor Moon after that. I couldn't deal with all this 90s horse shit. But... What really struck me is the weird things that nobody thought to catch. Like um, the episode where they're working with a doctor who wants to make a real boy. And his name Dr. is Dr. His name is Dr. Yes. Petto. And just, you know, there's a lot of comments about him making Mega Man into his real boy and all this shit. And it just, uh it's just cringe. You're just cringing the whole episode. Yeah, it's supposed and then, to be like Geppetto, but damn, they just say Petto instead. Just straight up Petto. And then the second that like that goes from your mind, and you're like, okay, let's get to the next episode where they're crow magnet robots for some reason. I won't think about the logistics of that too hard. But then we get to Doctor Fister or Mister Fister. Mister Fister, yes. Whatever his fucking name was, and you're just like, I, is this purposeful? And then after that, and then finally the cap it off, when you're like, okay, well, maybe this next episode will be normal. Starts off normal, Cutsman and Gutsman are fucking up an airport, Crystal Man's there, and then all of a sudden it goes to Dr. Light, Mega Man, Roll, and Tina. Who Your is Tina? Tina? Who you knew the entire time. <laughs> that you knew the entire the time. time. It's like Tina. <laughs> It's like Axe was saying that the episodes really are self-contained, but sometimes it's just like jarring bits where they just throw in characters like Tina and they're just important. And in your mind, you're like, is this supposed to be like an homage like that, that weird family in Mega Man, the Kablinkas or whatever? Like, it, it'd be one thing if they like actually properly introduced her, but no, it was just like, hey, Tina, you know Tina, right? Right. And she's like, yeah, I'm here because my dad's going to space. Hey, dad. My dad's acting <laughs> weird. She seems like the kind of character that gets shoehorned in because she's based on someone who won some sort of contest. That's exactly what I was going to say. It feels like some like some lucky little girl named Tina was like, I really love Mega Man. Please put me in this show. And by fucking, by gum, there you are, Tina. You got your wish. <laughs> but as a whole i don't mind i don't mind this show i think the i think the animation is pretty solid it's a lot better than um i remember lolo saying at least it's not hannah barbera and it's definitely a step up above that um it's, it's ruby sphere so it's technically not hannah barbera you're right mm -hmm. this is correct they're giving us more quality but not the same <laughs> but the um i think my favorite thing is um I really like, even though Mega Man looks like a literal man, I love how all the robot masters, for the most part, look exactly how they looked in the game. They might change the design a little bit like with Fan Man, because how are you going to make that work? But Or Air Man. 
but they're really faithful and it's really fun to just see all these dumb robots palling around and also duo maxwell is proto man that's a beautiful thing yep that's about all i've got such an asshole he's such a dick (laughs) is great because if you look if you look up a picture of Scott McNeil, he looks exactly how he sounds. <laughs> um, but yes, also Canadian Goku voicing Mega Man. There's actually- oh, is that where I heard that voice? I didn't mm-hmm. look up. His, I didn't yeah, look up so, name. So, I guess with um, there's been a couple dubs of Mega or of not Mega Man Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um. Ocean Group is the uh, group that did the dubbing for this. Uh, makes and, sense. And uh, they were one of the ones that did an early dub of Dragon Ball Z. So Goku is Mega Man, and that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, hmm. there's like four dubs oh. of Tree of Might, I believe. All also, all I yeah. put a picture of Scott McNeil in the. Uh, uh, so, in yeah, that is, that is the guy who does voice Proto Man. It looks exactly like they expect, or a Eurobeat singer. <laughs> I mean that is that is a look. I think mean, it's just a, a white cowboy hat and so crap. <laughs> Australian Canadian, just to point that out. Let me just des- try and describe what Scott McNeil looks like. Uh a he, is a, he, he is a white man uh <laughs> with a soul patch, uh a white cowboy hat that is folded up on the side, uh very long hair. Um he looks extremely honky tonk. Yeah, yeah. He's, except he's with got the, a except, nose ring. Yeah, the nose ring and the two hooped earrings and wearing a cowboy-adjacent vest that is open. Uh, and he has it a necklace. too. Yeah, it also, he has a necklace of some sort that may or may not be a choker. It's, it's a look. It's a beautiful look, and it fits him he perfectly. Is, the problem is, the more I'm looking at it, the more I am seeing my old economics teacher, which is <laughs> causing me problems. I, just, I hate his facial hair. It's so gross. He looks like every weird dude that's hit on me at a gay bar. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I don't want your mint julep. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going upstairs. So I just sit next okay, to my I friend. Need, I'm need, like, I you're my boyfriend stop. now. I need to stop looking <laughs> Uh, it's a very powerful picture. What the hell yeah. are we even talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Mm-mm-mm. We're just God overcome damn. by the power of Scott McNeil. Jesus. Just everything. God. Thank you for posting something else, Jorpah. <laughs> Thank you. This, I'm this just show... happy that that shitty KFC food is gone. That's all <laughs> yes, I care that's, about. That, that is exactly what I was thinking. Like, I literally only posted the picture I posted just to push that stupid hot dog off the screen. Delicious. <coughs> God, okay. I, forgot, I forgot about the ghosting with these gifts. Okay, you get, okay, we are now reaching a million watts in territory, so we need to move on. To no, let's continue. Posting garbage to push let's it continue. <laughs> yeah. Coolio, um, what did you think of it? Ah, boys, boys, boys. The, this show's all right. But it also makes me very angry. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me angry in the same way that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles season three makes me angry. Well, it may be more maybe more so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This one is not as terrible as that. Um 
please enlighten us, because that is a very specific emotion you are listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just the the idea of like these stories are so disconnected and don't really make a whole lot of sense and are full of holes. Except the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also goes way off model all the time and puts in substitute voice actors like every other episode, and the substitutes are often terrible. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that. Um. Anyway, yes, this show. Um, I I do appreciate the fact that it does kind of try to stick to the actual source material a little more than some other shows. Like the episode one is decently close to the actual uh, source material as far as origin story. I am very disappointed that we never see Wiley do his eyebrow thing, though. Yeah. True. But I, I do appreciate the person who ripped this actually leaving the commercial bumpers in. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Mega Man's man hands. Oh, yeah. No. God, God those, that art they use for those bumpers look terrible. Yeah. It, it, it took me a while to actually like, because I, I kept seeing the bumpers and something was off about them. And I just, it, it would linger in the back of my mind. You, you ever have something like that where you like, you look at something and something's off, but you just can't pin it down. And it wasn't until the seventh episode where I was watching it and the bumper happened. And then immediately it went right back to Mega Man. And I was like, wait a minute, his hands are blue. Wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't right. It shouldn't look like this. Oh my God. Yeah, I cut that shit immediately. The first commercial was just like, what are those? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And I came back and everybody saw. It was, it's it's deeply fucking cursed, Mega Man Man. Um, I I I there there's just some weird things about it that kind of hit me the wrong way, and I'm not really sure why. Such as, for instance, why does Mega Man keep using Robot Master powers against themselves? That's not yeah, how so it works in the game. <laughs> That's not how it worked against Pharaoh Man. I mean, exactly, Pharaoh Man said, "Fuck you." Just yeah, you that shit. Power. <laughs> <laughs> I got your power. We got this. <laughs> yes. And, all, and also, and, what the hell is this virus in episode five? Yeah, oh yeah, that I was don't weird. understand what's happening there. The it, retrovirus. The retrovirus. It's like it, it's the it's the Roboenza of Mega Man Ten. But really dumb. It's like it if Robo is become like caveman makes... stereotypes, with like a prominent brow, heavy fucking eyebrows, uh, everything speaking the uh speak that all garbage, wonderful. including Rush. It happens to Rush as well. It's so strange. Rush gets a weird prominent eyebrow and like the uncle. Why does it make him grow hair? There's so and, many questions. And a beard. And a, and beard. a beard. That's true. He gets really shaggy. Yeah. The world's face terrifies me in that fucking episode. See, see, this, this is what I'm talking about. This this show makes me angry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, in at least a couple of episodes, Eddie gives Mega Man two energy cans, and he uses them both at the same oh, time. Right? He just shuts them both. <laughs> 
look, he, he, just, he, he, just likes the taste of that, he just likes the taste of that monster. It's like, hmm, that E-Tank didn't kill I me guess. up all the way. Let me cap myself off. See, th- this is the kind of weird shit that I notice because of how my brain is wired. I mean, it yeah. Makes it, sense, though. It's, it's the thing that all, like, I'll pretty much... Unless you're wizardry that all video game media have where you kind of have to take liberties with how the game mechanics work of the like, except this even has like, oh, I'm running low on energy and he has a little energy meter in his buster. Um, it's so strange I that mean, he runs out of power for his buster. Like what? Yeah, M buster doesn't use energy. He uses life. Ever, right? Yeah, just... I don't know. It it just it. There's just some weird. There's just some weird crap in this that <laughs> makes makes it so that this show makes me angry, but not angry enough to turn it off. But right. also, that does point out one really weird thing that I have. Let actually kind of a positive. Uh, talking of going back to the idea that this actually is pretty faithful to the original series. One, they call him Eddie. Which he wasn't, if I remember correctly, he wasn't called Eddie over here until like seven. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just called Flip Top over here. Although, You're right. um, for some reason, he's green in the show, but not, never mind that. Oh, <laughs> noises and they're terrifying. Um, also, it also kind of brings up like something that I'm actually really kind of, I can understand why they do it, but kind of weirded out. There is a lot of representation of four and five in this. Um, because there is. I think a majority of Mega Man five was covered in these first seven episodes. Um, I think, because... I think uh, Mega Man five had uh, either had just come out or was. Well, this came out in 94. So, yeah, I, because... I think seven was out at that point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe it's something to do with when it was produced. I don't know. But if you if you think back to Mega Man Upon a Star, and that one was very centered around Mega Man 5. That, yeah, that one was very 5-centric, because that one I do think was around... Well, no, I think that was around when 6 was coming up, but 5 had been the most recent list. Also, I take it back. I'm looking at you at the Mega Man... Uh, the Robot Masters. The only one that you do see... You see Wave Man, you see Crystal Man... I can't remember if you see Gyro Man or not. I don't remember being there. But I know you see of four, I'm pretty sure you see Pharaoh Man, you see Dive Man, uh, you see Bright Man. Toad Man. Yeah. But to- oh, f- right. I forgot about Toad Man. Uh, Toad Man, yeah. Toad Man, Drill Man, Bright Man, Dive Man, Ring Man, and Pharaoh Man all show up. The only ones that did not show up yet are Skull Man and Dust Man. Which I know for a fact that Dustman does show up at one point, and I'm pretty sure Skullman does too. I just don't remember when. Hmm. But yeah, five Crystal Man and uh, uh, Wave Man show up. But yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I guess the last thing that that I will point out um, is kind of a callback to when we did Mega Man Upon a Star, who has the same voice actors. For Dr. Wiley and Dr. Light, the voice actor for Dr. Light looks exactly like Dr. Light. Yeah. It, he, oh, yeah. Well, he had an accident, too, right? Yeah, he had an accident yeah. that caused and that. He's all, 
He's also a, a Juno winning like folk singer or something. Yep. I was gonna say, yeah, he's also Canadian, but then again, everyone in that dubbing. Yeah, wow, fucking yeah. shock. <laughs> wow, you're telling me the Canadian dubbing company there's a lot of Canadians in it? That's crazy. Yeah. Mine's fucking wild. Wild. So why blue I'm done. Jeez. Oh goodness. What was there was one thing I wanted to say about the show. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Oh yeah, just real quick. Um Dr. Light's really fucked up in terms of what he's doing with robots, and I feel like it needs to be addressed by anybody in the show. Somebody needs to set him down and be like, this isn't okay. You're going to create a future where robots take us all over, kill all the humans, and we're just gone. Just fucking gone. Just living on the moon or some shit. You know what? Probably for the best. People are blight. See that that's kind of the thing. Like I, I realized I said I was done, but I'm I I'm gonna bring this up as well as like just the fact that these supervillains don't seem to have really an exit strategy. It's like, okay, I've taken over the world, now what? <laughs> and also pretty much any of these kind of shows are pretty much centered around the eternal stalemate. Mm. So the the bad guy tries to do a thing and then is stopped. And maybe sometimes the good tr- the good guys try to end the bad guys and then they're stopped. And it's pretty much the same like it was the same thing in uh Sonic Sadam and it's the same thing here. So it's, it's almost I want to get it's like almost I'll go. I, I I think this comes back to the whole BSNP thing where by the end of the episode everything has to return to the status quo. So Yeah. It's like it's hard to really be mad at Mega Man for that kind of thing because I mean that's still what they're doing with their games, with all of their franchises. So like we don't know how Mega Man gets to X, we just know that it happens at some point. We don't know how X gets to legends we just know what happens at some point but until then they're caught in their eternal stalemate with wily sigma or the internet take your choice okay now now i'm actually done <laughs> all right tarbo oh yeah i'm here too hi hello hi. Uh, i i honestly like i i i guess you could say i enjoyed it like i didn't think it was terrible it was it was all right it was it was decent like fucking Saturday morning cartoon material kind of deal. It wasn't gonna. It didn't blow my socks off or anything. It was fucking. But it was all right. It was. It was okay. It didn't look like complete dog shit too, which is nice because it was Ruby Spears and not Hanna Barbera. So there's actually some degree of, like they're not constantly going off model, which is nice. I have very low standards at this point. (laughs) I mean, you've been in every single episode of this. It's ruining my life. <laughs> no, it, it's it's one of those things. Like it's it's neat, but also it's kind of been touched on. But I guess one complaint I would have is that the main characters are just kind of awful people. Mm-hmm. Like Mega Man, as I said, looks deranged, but also he is incredibly bloodthirsty. He just wants <laughs> death everywhere. He fucking loves murdering other robots, and he can lie. 
Like that was that was so like don't mention it briefly, but yeah, in the first episode, like Wiley is like, ah yes, robots can't lie, so fucking Mega Man (laughs) starts lying his ass off. (laughs) (laughs) Like Wiley is genuinely shocked. Like what the hell, robots should be able to lie? Doctor, like what did you do? Why? Why would you do this? Why would you teach it to lie and eat hot chip? God damn it. And it's like, things like this just really hammer home how fucked up Dr. Light is. He really is. He's really Dr. Light's the true bad guy. Honestly, he really is. No, Dr. Wiley is very obviously a bad guy, but... I mean, Dr. Dr. Light's not helping. (laughs) It's like, I'm just low-key a shithead. It's like, I keep thinking about, like, the overarching Mega Man universe, and I just keep thinking about Legends and how he got there. Everyone's just kind of part machine. It's fine. Mm, It's fine. That fucking robo DNA, the RNA, Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 okay. It's just like the main characters are awful. Like, Roll isn't bad when she isn't being incredibly fucking annoying, like they want her to be. Because she she is like, as much as we try to say nice things about her, she can be pretty annoying. But uh, in part because everyone just shits on her constantly. Like, Dr. Light looks at his wonderful daughter and is like, fuck off, Mega Man's my favorite. Every, yeah, every time she even mentions maybe helping Mega Man, he's just like, now roll. And then Mega Man's like, uh, you're a girl. You he's can't fucking, help me. He equipped her with a vacuum arm. Like, what fucking the fuck? Fucking vacuum and a blender. arm. What the hell? And a blender. And a blender. Like and her ugly-ass tracksuit. Every time she tries to help, she, everybody just has to put her in her place. It's annoying. It's so frustrating. <laughs> just like, yeah. And then fucking Mega Man just loves to kill. Like, it's fucking weird, actually, how happy he is about murder. Yeah, the just the dismembering in this show. I don't think we talked about it, but the it's amount of times. Detailed. <laughs> very detailed. And it's like the second that scissor comes off and cuts man's head, Mega Man's just like, come on, I'm ready. I'm ready to chop off some arms. Well, Legs, in, the, in, the in, in the intro, he blows up uh, two robots. Like, blows them up. Doesn't, like, knock all their body parts off like in the show. They explode and die in the intro. I, you say that, but, like, the, the body parts thing, I would argue, is worse because, it, like, they, everyone who gets fucking beat up it very visibly falls to pieces. And it's, like, more then, detailed than you expected this uh, kind of show. Yeah, then their pieces move around, like... Ghost fucking limbs, just ah, it's awful. I hate it. There's bouncing around everywhere. It's not right. It's even sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, It's even worse when you have those three actual, you know, human androids uh, in that one episode, and they end up uh, completely dismembering that uh, that French maid one. Oh yeah, they fucked her up. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she turned out to be the bad guy. Spoilers, but um, reminds still, me of how Gutsman punched. Uh, reminds me of how Gutsman um punched that android man in the stomach and then just like shoved him into a locker that came out of nowhere. Like, where was that locker from? Yeah, he, he fucking shoved a robot man in a locker and nobody like, fucking. <laughs> like, why is this locker here in the middle of this airport loading dock? <laughs> Don't ask questions. Get in there. But yeah, also like 
Dr. Light is a weirdo, too, because he's just really adamant about giving robots sentience for the sake of sentience, and it's, oh, it's weird. Like, I won't get into the logistics of, like, making a humanoid robot that is sentient for the sake of doing that, because that is, like, a whole debate I don't feel like getting into. I don't feel like but, going like, to Nier Automata right now. Okay, those are sexy, horny robots. That is very different. <laughs> sad, sexy, horny robots. Exactly. Only about the sad. I, I forgot the depression. <laughs> but my, my point is, he just seems adamant about giving everything sentience for no discernible reason. Like, your fucking... Your, your construction, like, tools shouldn't be sentient. They shouldn't be able to talk to you or think. They should be fucking tools. It's upsetting. See, this comes back to Dr. Like being a terrible person. He created sentience, and now he's on a power trip, and he's going to create sentience as much as possible because he is God. I mean, if we think about the logistics in Mega Man X, he did technically put recordings and an AI of himself so that it could live on in the future to continuously give his robot more deadly weapons. Damn, fucked up. But that's not this. Well, sort of. Uh, Almost. <laughs> What's next we're not there episodes? yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, that will happen, but we're not there yet. But yeah, just in general, it's just really weird the way they're portrayed. Like, they're supposed to be the good guys, but they do nothing but be shitty. It's just like, Wily is markedly worse. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're strictly the heroes through proximity, I guess this is the way I would describe it. Maybe that explosion from when um, Proto Man started blowing shit up when he was a child? Question mark. Maybe, like, I don't know, debris hit Wily in his head and he went from being like, don't feel lights a little fucked up to being like, I have to foil all of his plans every day. It's, it's so weird. It's just so weird. All of it. But, uh, yeah, no. I hate them all. I hate. Like, nobody in this is particularly likable. Like, Roll is the closest, but, like, even then. No one was without sin. Pretty rough. How is Rush even sexist sometimes? He might not have said it, but I could feel it. Because he's always siding with Mega Man. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Mega, you're right. Roll's done. Rough, rough. And you're like, I fucking hate you too. (laughs) This. This. the Robo Scooby Doo. And, much, yeah. and he's inconsistent too. Like sometimes he can talk, and other times he can't talk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes he has bat wings. And also, apparently he can ca- he can carry three people on his back. Three people. Yeah. Three whole people. Yet he can't use his rush armor upgrade. Damn. Well, well I guess that was. That's the thing that's actually kind of funny. I'm pretty sure this series never acknowledges that sex exists. Um, mm, but it does acknowledge fine. that X exists, though. That's so strange. <laughs> I, I, do. I would, I mean, it's probably because six is not that good. Yeah, also, it like, is a on strange. the regular, like Mega Man has shit torn out of him, and nothing comes of it. Like that time they're talking about the life chip they removed from his head and then put in the mind control chip, and then it doesn't matter. I guess. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's that chip for? Maybe it's like um, when Robotnik was trying to get life model data from Sonic in the movie, but it's never explained what it is. Sure. It just is. The other thing to point out, too, is how Dr. Light managed to develop Mega Man in such a way where there's always, like, a convenient way for Mega Man to overcome an an issue. Like, 
when he gets zapped by the massive laser on the moon, which should have just completely obliterated him, but instead just kind of knocked him out. And all, all of, uh, I think it was Tina had to do <laughs> was just hop her ass over, open up his back and press the giant glowing button on his back and reboot Sorry. him. Also, <laughs> we want to talk the bullshit with acid rain. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was weird. One second quick, though, going back to what Axe said. Uh, You also forget the part of that episode where they took a research telescope in space and turned it into a laser. Right, yeah. Laser. The good guys (laughs) did that, mind you. Why? Because sudden lasers are cool. But... uh... This this is basically the plot to an Austin Powers movie. What what is what is yeah. going on? Yeah, it's crazy that Capcom uses that idea a lot in their games. Like Resident Evil Five has a whole sun laser section, whole section. Yep. And a little strange that Episode One is the plot of Mega Man Eleven. Yeah. Sounds like how Nintendo used an, uh, the idea for one of the Legend of Zelda cartoons and put it into a mainline Zelda game. Oh, which one? Because I only saw like, uh, one that was uh, Phantom Hourglass, I think. Or no, it's Spear Tracks. Oh, uh, there's a train it, episode? Uh, uh, it's the one where uh, Zelda gets turned into a ghost, essentially, uh, because there's okay. the episode The Missing Link, which is essentially Link becomes a ghost that only Zelda can see. Uh, and in, I forgot which DS one it is, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's Spirit Tracks. Yeah, that's where Zelda is a, an armor ghost. Yeah, no, that's Phantom Hourglass. I think it's both. Oh no, it's both because she's just a ghost in two. She's there in two. What is she doing in Spirit Tracks? Because this is gonna bug me. I can't remember. I barely remember. Anyway, I fucking hate Spirit Tracks. I'm gonna look that up right now. What, what's um, that on? Sorry. Just, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Phantom Hourglass because at one point you can have Zelda take over an armor. Yeah, I haven't played Phantom Hourglass in a while. Spirit Tracks both... took place on the trains, and you didn't have the armors on the trains. So I'm what pretty sure Zelda it was Phantom Hourglass. I mean, it could be both. Honestly, I just trying to remember what Zelda did in Spirit Tracks. Uh, okay, so first off, it was Spirit Tracks. Okay. Uh, second off, she is the princess in that game. And that's how you first meet her. Yeah, because those take place after Wind Waker, right? Yeah, Phantom Hourglass was Tetra. Yeah, that's what was that's what was bugging me. That's right, because Zelda's just Tetra and PH. All right. Yeah. So armor's either way. Tracks. So yep. some some point mentioned the whole acid thing. Oh yeah. Acid rain. Now. Yeah. The the thing that I figure about that is that there's that one episode, was it episode two, where Mega Man effectively gets completely submerged in acid for possibly a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So I figure but th- this is just me put, putting, you know, strings and things that absolutely don't need to put to have strings put into them. But that strings into episode five, where it started, the, the acid rain starts, and Mega Man is already damaged. So that damage hasn't been fixed, is what I figure. I think you're overthinking it. Oh, I'm definitely overthinking <laughs> it. I, I was more thinking of the fact that for some reason, Mega Man's like, 
oh, I'll, yeah, I'll just get rid of the acid rain that Toad Man brought up, and then I'll just shoot this plasma bolt into the water. I guess that works. This show also, makes me angry sometimes. Also, also, the antidote thing does not make any sense. Yeah, why did it only work for a little bit? And then, uh, there's just... Um, that was that was a treatment. That wasn't the antidote. Oh. Well, how, does to- how does he convert Toad Man's weapon into a thing that has antidote? As you I usually say, that. Lolo, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, seeing as we're talking about acid, back to episode two, I love how um dr light just helps mega man up immediately after he's released from the bathroom his hand would melt off he's just holding him like oh mega man your acid dripping armor i'm so sad for you my boy like dr light you should be dead right now it's fine he's covered in vinegar actually he just hugs him as the acid seeps into his body piss and vinegar I'm surprised the fucking acid splash didn't just catch him on the way out. Yeah. Cartoon physics. Yeah, cartoon physics. <laughs> All right. Tarbo, did you have anything else to add? Fuck if I remember. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just say that I remember watching this as a kid a lot. And watching it again now, uh, I do actually kind of feel like this is the best of those cartoons that they... it. I'm not going to say it holds up in the idea that it's actually quote unquote good. I will say that it holds up in the fact that it's actually somewhat, it's actually like enjoyable to watch. Uh, There are plenty of issues with it, like from a technical standpoint. Uh, But if it's something you just want to have on, uh, it's actually not that bad. It, It is surprisingly fun to watch. Um, namely because the weird stuff that happens like doesn't it's like oh there's a bunch of things that don't make sense then it's kind of fun to like watch that and like kind of riff on it but at the end of the day it's actually not that bad minus like you know sexism and all that but other than that it's it's still perfectly enjoyable like it actually holds up better than I was kind of expecting um and yeah, I, I do feel like of the video game based cartoons, uh, it is definitely the one that I felt has hold, held up the most. Um, especially of, say, I don't know, other Capcom properties. Um, yeah, the Mega Man one definitely got the better treatment. <laughs> there was a Darkstalkers cartoon. Wasn't there was there? a Darkstalkers pretty bad there's also a street cartoon it's also pretty bad a dark stalkers cartoon just sounds like something that would just be incredibly horny all the time it is they they had to they toned it down but it's still pretty dumb yeah it's do not fucking call me out for having watched every single episode of that street fighter cartoon (laughs) it's okay so much corporate don't feel bad negativity in my life it's okay. Remember, everything is lies, Torpid. Everything is lies. That was candy. I, I still remember fondly how that show got markedly less budget in the second season. Remember Sakura and how she looked and how they called her Sakura? Unfortunately, I do. 
It's you remember how sad. we fucking at one point dealt with Scotland Yard and that? Oh my and god. The only other lady there was wearing the exact same thing <laughs> Tammy was. But in gray. I was like, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why are we even here? Then the whole episode was so pointless. It was about Cammy and Guile, and they don't solve anything in the plot. They get stuck in a train. I I the show is actually show. pretty alright comparatively. It's okay. I, I feel like this conversation and about one third of this episode really speaks to how much of an impression the Mega Man show leaves. Oh my god. Maybe next time we can just it, watch Mega Man Battle Network and have a legit, good time. Legit Coolio, I checked out for like the last three episodes. I started yeah. doing work work. I was like, you know what, let me pull up an Excel sheet. <laughs> let me get some work done. Well, we got another, we got the remaining six episodes to watch. We'll see if it gets oh, any no. better after that. Oh, uh, there's episodes I'm waiting for. Wait yeah. for that future episode. We can't spoil it. Who can yeah. it be? Now get to scream at a cartoon some more. So, yeah, uh, we are not ranking it quite yet because we still got more to watch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we're not ranking this, uh, that's kind of, unless anyone had any other things they wanted to bring up, no, not today. We'll reconvene in a couple of weeks. Yep. Fuck, fuck Dr. Light. All right. Well, we are going to call it for then. So, uh, Ax, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, just the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. Okay, doke. Uh, donut. Yeah, me and a company. First, if you want to follow me, follow me on the Bird app at Donut underscore Secret. Um, also, if you would like to, if you have any need for mustache and or beard wax, make sure to check out Can You Handlebar, CanYouHandlebar.com for all your beard and mustache wax needs. They're beautiful. I use them myself. All right, cool, yo. Uh, so first here's the Let's Play group that I am a part of, Low Bias Gaming at lowbiasgaming.net. And uh, more importantly, my uh, own radio show slash podcast, Square Wave Symphony, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky, which can be found at uh, lowbiasgaming.net slash square sim and also at square sim on twitter or the bird app as some people would call it all right uh torpo i mean there's twitch.tv slash torpotypist and at torpotypist on twitter and i would like to plug the uh gaping hole in my chest left by the mega buster mm, don't know about that buddy i don't know if i got the technology it hurts real bad i'll give you an energy drink Maybe two. No, it's it's fine. I'm a slime. I'm like the yellow devil. It's it'll it'll work out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me just pause glitchy real quick then. I mean, I, I guess closer to the green devil, but still a devil nonetheless. I mean, you, you know. your your profile picture is a blue slime, so probably more like a blue devil. Well, you know what they say, Torpid. Devils never cry. But but devil make it. Devils it, never it. cry. Beat the game, Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so yes uh that'll do it for this episode oh, let me check to make sure that i i'm pretty sure i know what we're doing next but let me check yes uh so we're taking a complete departure from mega man and action things in general um we're taking a look at a classic actually of a franchise that is uh well loved um and worldwide known uh we are taking a look at the movie the 1967 i believe movie um a boy named charlie brown 
Uh, so we have a Peanuts uh, film in our up next. Uh, actually, this is one also 1960, actually 1969, apparently. Um, oh, this that's when we went to the moon. Yep. Um, this is actually one that uh, I watched a lot as a kitten. It's one that I have a lot of fondness for. So we'll see. Did if you I say that you watch as a kitten? Kid. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> not, not looking forward to this. Well, yet well, you, you tend to sign up for all these, so you're gonna sit in for this <laughs> one too. It's true. I enjoy pain, apparently. All right. Well, that's gonna be next week. So thank you all for listening to this episode. We are gonna talk about Mega Man support and once after we get done talking with Charlie Brown. So hopefully you tune in for both those things. Uh, so with that, uh, thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Night, night, you night, 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 or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.